Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, uh, episode 35 for January 26th, 2018. Uh, I understand I'm doing this podcast a bit late and not quite uploading it on the same date, but hey, you know what? That happens. We'll roll with the punches. We'll let we'll go with the flow, but I'm going to keep it sequential with the dates just to make it line up, and it's just what it's intended for. Um, the reason that I didn't uh, upload in time was because the times that I normally record this podcast, which is like on a Thursday night, as soon as I got home from work, I just crashed for like a solid 12, 13 hours and just slept that whole time. Because like, I was talking to a friend about this today that sometimes you can feel that you're going to get sick and there's almost like a preemptive strike you can take on it that's like, I'm going to just fucking take myself out for the night and just let myself recover for as long as possible. And, uh, it had a pretty decent effect. Like, I woke up a bit drained, but all I had when I woke up was, like, a scratchy throat, which is perfect, because I was going to get, like, fully flu sick. So, I think I, uh, I think I beat the system a little bit. To be honest, I might uh, have to do that next time I feel it coming on, which is very rare. I'm pretty fortunate that I don't actually get sick that often, but I'm such a bitch that when I do, it just really can take me out. Fucking full man flu. All right. So it's been a bit of an eventful week this week. I guess we'll go from the top. Um... I had that jiu-jitsu competition in Adelaide that I went to, that one of our competitors was at, the old AGC. One of the competitors from our Adelaide division was at that, and it was great to see him compete. Uh, the only issue I had with the actual tournament was that it ran a bit late for a bloody Sunday. Didn't get home till about midnight, about 12.30, which was a bit rough when you got to get up and work at 7 the next day, but... Not complaining, really. It was just a bit rough to have to do it that one time. Um, yeah, our competitor, he won his first match, but un- which got him into the semi-finals. But he unfortunately lost the second one. But I'm sure he found, I'm sure he found a lot of a. Uh, I'm sure he had a lot of fun competing, and he did really well to represent the club, which was awesome to see. It's just, it's just great to see, you know, people that you uh, associate with that. Like, like that you associate with and that you kind of do this kind of stuff with together actually like when they do something pretty big which is what he did so that was great to see um this week i have has been actually kind of eventful we've had the oscars uh nominations come out this week which are very interesting so i'm looking at the list now cuz this week i've seen two Movies with a lot of Oscar buzz around them. Uh, I went to see... uh, Early in the week, I went to see three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And tonight, I went to see I, Tonya with my cousin and her boyfriend. Both really great movies. Um, I personally would recommend three billboards a bit more. Just because the... But emotionally, it just got me a bit more. I think that's why. But they're both fucking great movies. So... I thought, why not go through the um, Oscar nominations together and I'll give my little predictions. 
Because why not, you know? I think I'm going to get a couple of them right. But I think the ones that I'll get, that I think I'll get right, are kind of obvious. But um, we'll see, won't we? Hey. So. Nominated for. Best Picture. We have The Shape of Water. Darkest Hour. Dunkirk. Phantom Thread. Three Billboards. Get Out. The Post. Call Me By Your Name. And Ladybird. Now, I've seen three of the... No, I've seen two of these movies, sorry. But what I think is going to win, I think it's going to be Call Me By Your Name or Ladybird will win, just based on what I've seen. But I would love to see Dunkirk win. I'd love to see Three Billboards win. I'd obviously love to... Oh, I've seen Get Out as well. I'd love to see Get Out win. But these are just my guesses, all right? Just going off of the little bits I know. Because Get Out is a great movie, do not get me wrong, but I just personally don't think it's the best of that year. I think there is better. Uh, here we go. Oh, I'm fucked, man. Best actor is a big one. We got Daniel Day-Lewis, Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Kaluuya, Denzel Washington, and Gary Oldman. Now, the cynic in me wants to say, oh, they're going to give it to Daniel Day-Lewis because he's... um." Official, like he's retired from acting after this movie, so they want to give it to him to go out on and all that. But the issue is, I haven't seen Phantom Thread that he's in, so I don't really know if he was good in it or not. So he, you would like to think he was because of it, but yeah. Out of all these, I'd like to see Daniel Kaluuya win, but that's just because that's the only one of these films that I've seen that he's in. But he did a fantastic job in Get Out. When I actually saw an in it, because I went um and looked through a bunch of trivia and just um subtext uh, like um, articles and stuff like that around Get Out because without spoiling it too much Get Out is a movie that after you finish watching it I feel as if you could go back and watch it again and you pick up on all these little things that you didn't spot the first time Um, so in my journey of finding out more stuff about it I found out that Daniel Kaluuya is actually English but that blew my mind because he does you know for an Australian guy judging it he does a fantastic American accent he really had me fooled best actress is the one that I'm really psyched for we got our Sally Hawkins Meryl Streep Frances McDormand Margot Robbie and I'm going to pronounce this wrong Cyrosi Roman Ronan I apologize. <laughs> I definitely pronounced that wrong. So, again, the cynic in me wants to say, oh, they're going to give it to fucking Meryl Streep because she's Meryl Streep. But I really, and I can only say it after seeing Three Billboards and I, Tonya, I've not yet seen Lady Bird or The Shape of Water, but I really would love to see Frances McDormand or Margot Robbie win. And I think out of those two, I think Margot Robbie is more likely to win because she had like a more transformative role. But the character and the role that resonated with me the most was Frances McDormand. Because like, oh my God, Three Billboards. Oh, such a good movie. I highly, highly recommend going to see it. And 
it's so emotional though like I, i've been such an emotional man lately i cried a lot during it just because the subject matter is very sensitive in it and there's just this one scene where francis mcdormand's character um there's just this thing happening that's time's a bit of the essence and her son robbie's just like saying mom don't worry about it and she just turns around and screams robbie at him like robbie like oh the pain in her voice is it's very real it's very very real and that really got me. Um, I'm not going to go through all these bloody... Um, not going to go through all these categories, by the way. I'm just going through the ones that I think are important. Because Best Supporting Actor is what I'm looking forward to as well. Because I walked out of three billboards thinking if Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, and Woody Harrelson don't get nominated, I'll be mad. And all three have been nominated, which I'm really happy with. So Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson have both been nominated for three billboards. Got Christopher Plummer nominated, Willem Dafoe, and Richard Jenkins. I think Sam Rockwell wins it. Best Supporting Actress. We've got Leslie Manville, Alison Janney, Laurie Metcalf, Mary J. Blige, or Octavia Spencer. I would love to see Alison Janney win it. She does a great job of um, Tonya Harding's mother in I, Tonya. Uh, best Director. Guillermo del Toro, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Christopher Nolan, Paul Thomas Anderson. I want Jordan Peele to win. Deserves it. For the, for his first feature movie ever to be get a, a great movie like Get Out, come on, man. That's a visionary right there that's only going to go up. Uh, I'm just quickly going through now. Oh, also, best original screenplay, Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Get Out, The Big Sick, and Lady Bird. Just on a personal level, just because I'm a really big fan of Silicon Valley, I'd love to see the big sick win. Just so Kamau Nanjiani is an Oscar winner. That'd be nice. It'd be cool to see how they uh, somehow make, like, if they make a little short joke about it in the next um, Silicon Valley season. Um, let's see. Best film editing. Oh, the editor for Baby Driver got nominated. I'm going to guess that he'll win. Just because Edgar Wright movies are always edited very well. And I'm a bit biased. I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. Um, Here's one that's a bit controversial, though. The fucking Boss Baby got nominated for Best Animated Feature Film. Like, I was speechless when I saw that. I was like, what the fuck, man? The fucking boss baby. It's literally Alec Baldwin voicing a baby. I didn't even see it. I'm, but I could tell you right now it's not a masterpiece. God damn. I said god damn. Fuck me. I better not win. But I also kind of want it to win just so I could be like, holy shit. I sound like I'm on my soapbox right now, don't I? <laughs> Just, oh. I don't know. This will be the first time that I'm kind of into what's happening at the Oscars right now. Like, I know a little bit more about it. Last year, I was kind of on it, but I couldn't follow it along as much as I wanted to. This year, I'm going to bloody have my phone going, ready for whatever it happens, and I'll be updated. I'll be like, yes, that deserved it. That didn't deserve it, because I'm going to see as much of the movies leading up to it as I can. Because we still got a month to go, which is sick. 
Um, so I've got time to see like The Shape of Water and I'm very excited to see Lady Bird. It's not come out in Australia yet. So I think that'll be a bit of a heart, uh, hit a tearjerker and it'll pull out the heartstrings. The uh, trailer got to me a little bit. Uh, so what else have I been up to this week? Oh, this week I've officially planned three interstate trips, which I'm pretty happy with, considering one thing that I really wanted to do this year was have an interstate trip. Like, last year I did one in January to go to Victoria to a music festival, but I don't know, it just didn't really feel like I was... It felt like I was somewhere different, but at the same time it kind of didn't. I'm not 100% why. But this year, I'm doing three, for sure. And it's definitely possible that I'll add more into it as well, which is awesome. Um, Like, in about three weeks, so i got to get my flights and fucking accommodation down for this this weekend. Um, I'm going to go see cattle decapitation in Melbourne, and then fly back the next day, see Thy Art Is Murder in Adelaide, and then crash that night very hard, sleep all of Friday, and then take the weekend just to decompress before I go back to normality at work. Um, then my buddy Chris and I are going to go... Oh, yeah, because I was meant to go... Just an interesting sidebar about this Melbourne trip I'll do. My buddy Chris and I that I've spoken about on this before, that I've called out for the Sad Dad podcast to make a return, and he's not done it yet. I've been snubbed by you, Chris. How fucking dare you? Bloody 1v1 me in the Coles car park, mate. Um, <laughs> My buddy Chris and I, we're going to go to the Melbourne show. But because he does a lot of interstate traveling for work, for his work, I should say, he is in Sydney that week. So he's going to the Sydney show. So I thought, oh yeah, I'll come to that. But it's the same night as the show that I'm coming back to Adelaide for. So I'll be doing an interstate trip on my own for the first time ever. So that's like, oh, cool. That'll be fun. I'll be scared as shit, but it'll be cool. Um, yeah, and then Chris and I are going to go to see Tom Segura in May, perform in Sydney, and that's on a Saturday night, so we might actually go out and explore some nightlife, which is cool. And then my friend Patrick, who lives in Broken Hill, for years, since he's moved there, I've basically been saying, man, i got to come down and visit you, and this is the year that I actually do it. So I just have to have it line up or take a day off of work where I can actually have it all work out and have it be fucking super awesome. <laughs> See what it's like down there, you know, get a feel for the local digs. And he's always down here, so it's only fair that I try to make my way down there and actually see him. And because I don't work weekends, it works perfectly for me. So, like, I'll actually have those weeks, I'll have those days free, and hopefully he will as well, so we can actually, you know, do stuff. Like our um we like my best friend Rip, um we really want him to come along as well, but it's unfortunate just because he works weekends. So it'd be amazing if he could get the time off. But you know, work kind of does come first. You need to you'd rather make the money than you know you got to make the money. You got to make the money first in America. First you get the sugar, then you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. I fucking butchered that Simpsons quote. That was a terrible Simpsons quote. How dare I? Um, <laughs> at least I'm calling myself out on this. 
But it's cool to do that. Yeah, I've got a few thing, few cool things planned this year. Like, one thing that I'm surprisingly looking forward to, like more than I thought I would, is that in March, near the end of March, um, my aunt and uncle and my two cousins, my cousins, um, are going on holiday. They're going on a cruise together for about nine days. So I have been asked to dog sit. They have a golden labby who I fucking love, who is the sweetest dog in the world. And she fucking loves me too. And I was, I was like over the moon when they were like, hey, Stephen, do you want to dog sit when we're away? And I'm going, uh, do you even have to ask? <laughs> it was almost like before the sentence had ended, I was just like, yes. Hey, Stephen, do you want to dog sit? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, please. Every day, forever. I love their fucking dog. It's the best. Um, and what else? Fuck. Oh, one thing I did realize, just I was talking about it with my cousin on the way home and her boyfriend when we were watching I, Tonya. Um, just a cool little thing that I've noticed that happens in movies. Because uh, I've seen it happen frequently with a lot of movies I watch. Um, when I see like a training montage... It really makes me want to go work out. It's interesting. Like, hang on one sec. I just sorry. <laughs> yeah, when I see a training montage like in Warrior or in Itonia, I look at it and I'm like, "Fuck, man! I want to go work out. I want to go be a bad motherfucker like them. That'd be awesome." I don't know why I think that, but I just do. <laughs> And so, yeah, it makes me want to kind of get my shit together and go do that a lot more. So, I think if that's some motivation, like, if that's something that can help with motivation, why not? Sorry, just yawning then. <laughs> Recording this a bit late. Uh, so, yeah, it makes me want to actually do a bit more exercise. And for the longest time, I've been doing, like, this kind of bodybuilding style split. Well, like, I'm not a bodybuilder or anything by any means. I'm a grappler, really. So I've leaned out a little bit like a grappler, except my fucking belly, because I eat like an asshole. Um, so I'm fixing that very slowly, though, which is nice. And I've, I've not been scared, but I've always been a bit wary of kind of dynamic exercise for some reason, because, like, my thought process was always something like, oh, I've done a chest workout here, so I can't do this one kind of quick Metcon routine because it has push-ups in it too. Like, I don't know. It's just that idiot side of my head that was like, why do I why do I think that I can't do that just because there's a little bit of it there because it's a dynamic exercise, you know? I don't know I'm just thinking out loud here more than anything else. But I was talking to my cousin about exercise on the way home tonight just because we were talking about how uh, we kind of wish that our family was a bit more health conscious because her and I both have become significantly more health conscious in like the last year, or like past couple of years really, and kind of getting on, you know, getting our shit together, trying to get into better shape and actually be better people. And we were talking about how it feels like once, sometimes anyway, once people get to a certain age, it's kind of like they've almost decided that that's what they are if that makes sense in that 
I don't think it's as easy to turn around the lifestyle habits of someone that's in their 40s as it is with someone in their, you know, very early 20s because you're not as set in your ways then. So the way that I was talking to my cousin about it was that we can... Because her and I are kind of like the black sheep of the family in that we're just kind of like the more alternative side and all that. So it is kind of nice to have that in the family as well, to have someone that I do get along with. I'd argue that I'd probably get along with best because I see her super often. We hang out because we're just really good friends. So to actually talk shit as well as like be myself, whereas instead of going to, you know, like family mode. But I was talking to her about the fact that her and I will kind of can become like the active generation in our family, which I think is perfect because that way we set an example for, you know, the other people that will, like the younger generation that will come up, like, not that I'm having kids or anything anytime soon, fuck that, I'm not ready for that, but it's more... First, I gotta have a woman that can deal with fucking more than one sentence from me. Um, oh, look at me having a fucking pity party. I related it more to like my nephew. I really want him to look at members of the family and being selfish here. I want him to look at me and not think, "Oh, he's an out of shape piece of shit. Why would I want to be anything like him?" Like, why do I want to associate with him? Whereas I want to look at him and kind of teach him cool shit. You know, I want to take him for runs. I want to teach him jujitsu. I want to teach him to play guitar. I want to interact with him and have a great time with him and, like, form a proper bond. And I don't know. I've never... This is my first time being an uncle. Like, I've never had this interaction before. So I want to try to make it as amazing as possible. And that's really, it's really special to me because, like, I don't know if some people get it with, like, having a younger brother or something or just a younger sibling in general, but I am the youngest sibling in my, like, I have an older sister who's only four years older than me, so she probably didn't even get it herself. I am, fuck, this is scary to say, (laughs) but I'm over 20 years older than my nephew. That's fucking scary. That's fucking scary. So I like the idea of him looking at me like saying, that's what I'd like to be like when I grow up a bit more. I don't know. It sounds silly, but it's, I think it's a, I think it's a good way to look at things and it's definitely helping me kind of get on track a bit more because it's nice to think that I'm kind of doing it for him in a way, but first and foremost, you have to do things for yourself. Otherwise you're not going to stick with it, obviously, but it is nice. <clears throat> what else have I got written down? I've got... What have I got written down? Um, I've got written down... My friend got out of a toxic relationship. Yes, he did. A friend of mine got out of a toxic relationship this week, which is nice. Which... Just one that was too demanding on him. Way too stressful. So, him and I are probably going to go to town this weekend. So, we can kind of quote-unquote, let our hair down. Let's kind of celebrate the fact that we're a couple one-two bachelors out in the town and see where the night takes us. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and on Saturday, 
Oh, yeah. I've also written down that I'm planning to go to the Australian Open next year as well uh, with my friend Patrick, who's a huge tennis head himself. So we're going to go, we're going to try to go to that next year. It'd be awesome. Um, lost my train of thought there. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my album of the week, then I'll tell you my plans for the weekend. How about that? How's that for a fucking cliffhanger? My album of the week this week is Opera Oblivia by a band called Hellions. Hellions are fucking awesome. They're a <laughs> to put it nicely, they're an Australian hardcore band, kind of like hardcore punk. Um, they only started in 2013, but they've been doing bits, doing really well, and hopefully they come doing a uh, South Australian show real soon. They did an East Coast tour recently, so I think, like, just, <coughs> sorry, cough came out of nowhere. <coughs> oh, I've got to collect myself for a second. They were doing a, a string of East Coast shows supporting a band, so I think... They were getting warmed up for a tour, which is cool. So if they come to SA, I'll be happy about that. Opera Oblivia is probably... I would argue it's their best album. It's very sing-along as well. Um, If you want a song from it... Oh yeah, their album came out in 2016, and it's on Unified Record Labels. A very good Australian record label. The song I would recommend is a song called Quali- Quality of Life. It's got a lot of good. Si- it's got a lot of good sides to it. Like it's got the heavy side. It's got the sing along side, and it's got the very soft side. And like the cool feeling that you get, the cool, the cool kind of spiritual feeling you get from a song. I think it's very optimistic. I think so. Anyway, you can look at it from that perspective. Okay, so th- this weekend, I am possibly going to town. But earlier in the day, I'll be listening to Triple J's Hottest 100. And I tell you right now, my pick for number one is Humble by Kendrick Lamar. I do think it's the best song of 2017. But I was talking to some friends about it today, and I worry that a similar situation will happen as it did in 2015, when I will defend to the death that he had the best song of 2015, but he got bloody robbed by an Australian band. And I worry that the same thing is going to happen this year. I'll tell you what. Well, I can't... I don't know. He's probably not going to be super stoked. <laughs> I was going to say, if it and if he gets robbed again, well, there's not much I can fucking do about it, is there? But I, I, I'll be disappointed because I genuinely think he did have the best song of the year. And he deserves it. He's a fucking great artist. Even though he doesn't like to do fucking South Australian shows. Maybe if he gets Hottest 100, if he gets number one here, he'll do a South Australian show. Can you make a deal with me for that, Kendrick, please? (laughs) Alright, the rest of the weekend, yeah, I might go to town, might not. We'll see what happens. We'll let the day slash night dictate our plans. And we'll go with the flow and it'll just be fucking... No matter what happens, it's going to be a really good time. That's my plan for the weekend. Hopefully it's the same for you. And I will leave you with that. Okay, have a great week, guys.